Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. time since the pandemic, the Utah State Board of Education has released a report card. The report shows right now the whole nation's scores drop. Utah's scores dropped on KSL Plus. That's not good news, but it's not unexpected. Months into the new school year. Are we back to where we were before the pandemic? No, we are not. But we are showing signs of recovery. The impact of the pandemic on students is coming into focus. That grade level is not performing like we would expect. What's known as the nation's report card is out. The National Assessment of Educational Progress tested thousands of fourth and eighth graders across the country this year, and the results are in. The Associated Press painted a grim picture. They reported that the pandemic caused historic learning setbacks for students across the country, erasing decades of academic progress and widening racial disparities. Math scores saw the largest drop ever, and reading scores weren't far behind. Utah was not spared. We knew it wasn't going to be great news. No improvement, but it also shows Utah is the only state where 8th grade math scores did not go down. The good part about this for Utah is not having students fall as far as they did nationally. In reading, Utah tied with Massachusetts for the highest scores for 4th and 8th graders. Particularly our 8th graders who statistically did not decline in either reading or maths. Still, state educators acknowledged they have more work to do. Talk to school officials and district officials, and what did you find? I'm Matt Rascone, and this week we go beyond the recent headline. Schools are seeing an attendance crisis right now, and really it started last year. Tardies and absenteeism through the roof. Then look at what state educators call chronic absenteeism in Utah Absence. schools. So this is clearly more than just, I'm not feeling well. This is more like, I don't want to go to school at all. And the effect... It's having on students. We contacted the largest school districts across the state. They report attendance differently, but generally, Granite, Alpine, Canyons, Davis, Provo, Nebo, Weber, and Washington all saw a dramatic spike last year in chronic absences. In many districts, chronic cases have doubled from the normal rates before the pandemic. Anecdotally, I'm hearing that kids will get up in the middle of math class and decide to leave. My colleague Dee Wimmer looked into they the think, problem. You know, Here's our conversation. Things online, um, and so school is much more fluid. But you know, you've got schools that are seeing um, absentee rates of around thirty percent. Um, students that have hundreds of absences, and when you get to that point, um, it's hard on both the teacher and the student to carry on in a normal way. Students don't go to class. They come to our school and and just kind of wander. John Gordillo used to be one of them. Uh, I was just outside with my friends. We were talking. We would just be there. He switched schools to the Alpine District after the pandemic. I started skipping a lot during then. If 
cry when I first started, but then it just got worse and worse. And eventually... Maybe like 300 absences last school year, maybe like 100 tardies. When you talk to the these different officials and, and uh, those who are uh, concerned about this, what are they telling you about why? why? Why all of these absences? A lot of it started in the pandemic. We did go through that significant period of time where we were doing things at home and things were a lot more flexible. You know, school was much more fluid. You were in school, then you were out, then you were home quarantining, then you're back in, then you're sick, so you're not. And so students became more used to that flexibility. school administrators say that's not the only reason students are skipping. They point here to the state capitol and recent changes. There were changes in Utah law. First one was that mental health is now a legitimate cause for absence. Number two is that parents don't need to provide a doctor's note in order to, to excuse their students to say they were sick. And number three, um, they stopped enforcing truancy laws. You know, in many schools, there was a, ter- a point at which you would be considered truant and there was court consequences and there was teeth that went away. So they can no longer enforce truancy laws. Now that expired this year. However, you have those three changes on top of a pandemic, which made school very fluid and got students used to, oh, I can just get it online. And therein lies this ability for students to just think they can come and go and they want. And many times in many districts, like for in Washington district, they say the biggest problem is parents know that there's no teeth. So they at will will take their kids on a week vacation, two week vacations knowing that that's within their realm to do that. What I think they do know is that there's no consequences. So there isn't that deterrent that they had in the past where they wouldn't want to do, you know, wouldn't want to skip class because they're going to get in trouble for it. Not only they wouldn't get in trouble, but they'd miss schoolwork, you know, mm-hmm. or they couldn't make it up. There's this perception that, well, whatever I need is going to be online. And so attending is optional. And, and what can you do to me anyway if I'm not there? And and for parents, you know, it's easier to just excuse your student because they needed a mental health day or they they don't need to provide a doctor's note, that kind of thing. But as it turns out in your reporting, you found even though there aren't those immediate consequences, those immediate, that immediate discipline, I mean, clearly it's having an impact on students. Talk about that. Clearly having an impact. Yes, school does matter, it turns out, uh, because districts are seeing a huge spike also, not only in attendance or absenteeism, but in F grades. Saw a pretty significant rise in Fs and Ds. Yeah, yeah, huge concern. In the Canyons District, comparing the year before the pandemic to last year, F grades increased 73% among ninth graders and 74% among 10th graders. In Provo, F grades shot up about the same among juniors and seniors. Most of our other districts also saw dramatically more Fs. Washington District says they look at test scores, not letter grades. And where this has only had a chance to take place for really a year and some odd months, obviously the long-term thought is or concern is graduation rates and will it impact students who aren't, who are getting so far behind that you can't make up the work to, in order to graduate. They're not earning the credit that is needed to graduate high school. Putting themselves in a positive position for 
know, scholarships and college admissions and that sort of thing is important too. So all of those things have led school districts to do some pretty drastic things to get students to start coming to class. I was actually surprised at how many attendance issues we are having. Students like Cameron are peer judges who try to help those students with chronic absences work through problems or obstacles. We kind of sympathize, they'll tell us their side, like, oh, I understand, I do the same thing, but this is why I do it, and this is why I keep going to class, and this is what motivates me, and then we'll talk about what we can find that would motivate them to class. In Granite District, many schools are accommodating a late start option. We've seen a number of parents starting to exercise, hey, I'm going to let my kid take an online class that first period, and they can sleep in a little bit longer. In some cases, they're encouraging kids to take just do late start. They're letting them take a first period, uh, you know, an online period and come in at 830 if that will help them get to class. In um, the Alpine District, they where and that's one district where they haven't seen as many F's. They've seen absences, but they haven't seen as many F's. Hmm. They are they're trying something interesting where they assign a ninth grader through their entire high school career one homeroom teacher. So for that four years, they build a relationship with that teacher and that teacher knows them and knows what they need. And they believe that that relationship with an adult in the building is what is helping their students get to class and get the material they need. We feel like if there's a relationship with a, a, a trusted adult, an adult that they care about, that they'll come to school and, and that they'll want to be here. Is there anything else that you found that schools or districts are um, concerned about or are doing to try to prevent a repeat of last year? All of them are offering really robust summer school programs. Hmm. And the, the student that we talked to who had 300 absences last year did did plan that he was, you know, to go through and do summer school really, really intensely to try to make up some of those credits. But that's, that's a real effort they're making. I'm on a pretty straight road right now. I'm going to get good grades this year. I love it. I read nationwide, just trying to see if this is something other schools and indeed nationwide, they're seeing this. Some schools are even getting to the point where they give gift cards and they hold like their teachers will pull the stunts of I'm going to eat a chocolate covered cricket if you come to school to see it. You know, I mean, they hold assemblies to try to lure kids to school. And it's just it's really something that schools all across the country are seeing um, a problem with. Yeah, you're describing some desperate measures, it sounds like. Yeah. You know, I should mention in, in a Canyon district, they have a what's called peer court, where if you are starting to miss class, they're going to refer you to peer court. And it's a group of your peers, your students, who um, is not punitive as much as they try to say, OK, you know, we understand that sometimes it's hard to get to school. But they try to uh, remove the obstacles and decide what this kid needs to help him get to school and what will motivate them to get to school and then try to get them on a plan. And they you know, they will check in monthly or, or every two months to see how it's going. And, um, you know, they set certain standards so that the peer court will then decide if there are consequences or if they can just get them back on track. So things like that. You may have mentioned this before, but is this something, is this focused on, or are they seeing this impact mainly in high school or is this sort of across the board? In Utah, it seems to be the biggest is in high school. But in some districts that I read in um, nationwide, it's even junior high, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And so hence why the gift cards and the crazy assemblies to get kids to come to school, that was some of their strategies because they were seeing it in younger grades even. 
you know, and I would assume as you're talking to the school officials that their message is just as much to the parents as to their students. Yes. Yes. In fact, all through all of the districts that I talked to in Utah, there one of their messages was, you know, if, if there's a parent and you're struggling with your kid to get them to school, call us, work with us, brainstorm with us. We'll work with you because they realize that in some cases parents feel as helpless as anything because can't force a kid to get out of school and, you know, get out of bed to go to school some days. But they, they want to work with parents and they're willing to work with parents if you reach out. And that was one of their messages. One of the things that I found interesting was not only absenteeism and um, absent students, but there is a problem of absent students, meaning students that had disappeared after the pandemic and never returned and never requested a transfer of their records from one school to another. And when you look at it, there are thousands of them. It's not here and there. And they've recovered some of them. There are hundreds of kids in different districts that just disappeared. And some of them went back to their home countries. Some got jobs because they could make a lot of money um, and they they needed help support their families. There are a whole bunch of reasons. But schools are really worried about actually finding where did these kids go? They didn't come back to school. That does it for us this week on KSL Plus. I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week. And remember, get out and vote.